<laughs> but, thank you. <laughs> My signal was this. No, let's go for it. <laughs> we will. We do normally have a little chat. We love being uh, together as a family, and as you'll notice, our children are in, and we love them, uh, which is great. And uh, yeah, um, I'm just really encouraged already this morning. Oh, this is super wobbly. Um, <laughs> encouraged this morning already to be with you. I mean, what amazing praising. <laughs> without, the, without a band, it's just amazing what God will do. He'll stir up a song inside you, supernaturally, and he'll stir up a scripture from here and there. And So I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by Brian's testimony. Thank you, Brian, for that. What a wonderful witness that was, and what a privilege to preach at a wedding as well. Well done. Uh, good and faithful servant, Brian. Well done. And, and Diana and Robin, fantastic as well. Another fantastic witness. Could, can we just pray for you? That's all they said. And then God did a miracle. And we clapped like we were on the golf course. Can we please clap that God did a miracle? Praise God. (laughs) Much better. Much better. Now, let me tell you about when I was last in a sauna. Um, About a month and a half ago, Sophie and I had some days away. We went to a nice place for a swim. And a sauna was there. And I was like, ha ha, at last. And a week before that, Reg had said to me, Quincy, we miss your sauna stories. Uh, and that was from, for those who weren't with us back then, about seven years ago. We used to swim a lot three times a week and go in the sauna and often would get to witness in the sauna because what else do you do in a sauna? You've got about 8.34 seconds when you enter a sauna when you either start a conversation or you don't. If you don't start the conversation, you've got no chance. Yeah, you just remain sauna silent for the rest of the time. But then if you do say, all right, how you doing? All right. You get something going and it happened. And it happened to me in this sauna. This guy was in there. He must have been there for about eight years. He was so already just soaked in sweat. And he turned the thing over as I came in. I thought, right, that's 20 minutes. Okay, can't, you, know, you can't leave. This is just pride talking. I can't leave for 20 minutes now because he's done it. He's turned the thing. But anyway, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you doing? Have this conversation. Learn a little bit about him. Ask some questions. What do you do? He's a double-glazing salesman. But he's been retired one of the key questions he asked was his clients was, have I seen you somewhere before? And he'd say that when he got to the door, <laughs> even though he knew he'd never met the people behind the door. And, he, and that was his technique. He said, I developed this technique. And I was very impressed by that, actually, to be honest, that he thought of that way of it getting into conversation. But we, we continued our conversation. And he said, oh, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a Christian, I'm part of a church, church team, lead a church. Blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, really interesting. I had this vision once. Uh, I was, near, I was on, this, on the uh, surgeon's table, and I had this vision because I nearly died. And, and the vision was of me uh, going, I was going up this escalator, and there were people going down on an escalator. And I was going up, and I got to the gates, and the person at the gate said, no, it's not your time. You go back down. And so I had this really awkward thing where I went back down the escalator, and people going up. And he said to me, he looked me square in the eye, and he said, do you know what? I went, what? He said, there were more people on the down escalator than the up. Deadly serious. And that was the opening. I said, well, do you want to know how you make sure that you are on the up escalator next time? And he went, yes, please. <laughs> and I, I then said, let's get out of this sauna. It's been 20 minutes. If we don't get out, we're both going to be on the escalator. So he came out. We sat on the steps. And there's, like, you know, spars. They've got little white stones, whatever. I sat there, explained the gospel to him. I said, this is, how you, this is what Jesus did. I put the stone in the hand and... Did that thing, you know, you've seen me do it before, it's like a flip-flop, you know. And basically explained this to him, and he just began to weep. Big, sweaty man, weeping. 
on the steps <laughs> next to a sauna. And I said to him, I said, look, you know, you could give your life to Jesus now if you want. And he went, I don't think I can. I think I just need to think about this a bit more. And I went, all right, well, you know the truth. You know what you need to do. You could go home and do that in your bedroom tonight. He went, all right. And I looked him in the eye and I said, I'll see you again. And blow me down if I didn't see him again in the changing room later on. I did. I actually did. Anyway, so uh, I, I did. Honestly did. So awkward when you haven't got a towel. But anyway, the, the point being, you then really do have to look people in the eye. I can tell you. <laughs> but that was, that was my little witnessing story for you. But this series is all about witnessing. Yay! And it's not, and you don't have to be in a sauna to do it. That's my point. Um, but it's going to, hallelujah, someone says. Everyone a witness is about everyone being a witness. You've picked it up already. Well done. That's the main point today. Everyone from the youngest to the oldest can be a witness. And this series consists of three things that begin with S, sermons, stories, and steps. Very, very simple. The first one, sermons. We're going to do six sermons rooted in passages in the New Testament where we encounter Jesus or one of his disciples witnessing through words or deeds or miraculous signs and in the middle of the series, we're really hoping that we have a baptism service. We're just trying to line things up for that. And so it's going for seven weeks, but we're doing six sermons. So that's the first thing you need to know. The sermons are going to all illustrate God's heart for people, the lost in the world. And the application of every sermon is going to, be, is going to point to a video you'll receive in the week. And I'll come to that in a minute. But the application uh, is very simple. It uh, describes what witnesses do. Because not everyone can be an evangelist. I get that. But we can all be witnesses. That's the truth. And witnesses can use words, works, or wonders uh, to demonstrate God's love for people. Words, talking about something we've seen and heard. Come on to that later. Works, demonstrating love for people through acts, through different actions, like walking with each other or listening to people or helping or serving in some way. And the wonders, well, carrying out supernatural signs and wonders. They demonstrate the love of God and God's power and his will as demonstrated by the winds in the last week or so. So that's the sermons aspect. But number two S is stories. Now, stories have great power. We know this. They are one of the oldest forms of communication if you want to pass things on, information, etc. Jesus used parables, very powerful, short stories, big truths, and they are effective. So we need your stories. We need your stories to in, inspire us, to motivate us, and specifically, we want everyone to share acts of obedience. We champion obedience over success. So, for example, I went to Juicen's a week and a half ago um, because I needed a handbreaker. I felt really manly. Handbreaker, that thing. And uh, went in the shop, I said to the shop person, oh, you know, how's it going? Awkward silence. <laughs> uh, how's your week been? Tell me about your week. And then I asked enough questions that I think she just wanted me to stop talking. So she said, how was your week? What did you do? And I said, well, I'm a Christian. And I did this, this, and this. And uh, did you know, there's a sister church around the corner called Jubilee Community Church, East Grinstead. Lovely church, etc. At which point, she slipped off the stool. I'm just going to find out where your hardware is, sir. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. And uh, off she went. She didn't mince off like that. I don't know why I did that. But anyway, the, the point is she, she went off, and my attempt to witness, nowhere. Absolute flop. Nothing miraculous. Nothing happened. Nothing impressive. I threw out a seed uh, just to see where it would land. No immediate result. Hooray! We celebrate that. That was an act of obedience. Likewise in the sauna, act of 
obedience. I asked the guy what he thought about life after death, and he told me about this vision. I was intentional about what I asked, but I was purely being obedient. And I, I asked him out of obedience because I, I love that guy, <laughs> that sweaty guy. I mean, I don't know why, I don't know him, I've never met him, but something about God's Holy Spirit in you and in me causes us to love other people. And that's why I sensed for him was like, God actually, he really loves you. He sees every part of your life and he loves you. And that opened up a very sweaty conversation, a very sweaty gospel, and we just carried on uh, with that. But that was an act of obedience as well. And so we need your stories. We need to hear your acts of obedience, whether they were flops or whether they were flyers. Flops and flyers. Whether you rejected at the first hurdle or you had an opportunity to share your story or the gospel, we want you to be an encouragement to others by saying, I had a go. Just We'll just change the name of the slot in the service for Sundays for this series to have a go, have a go stories, have a go testimonies, where we had a go and saw what happened. And so when someone shares a flop in the next seven weeks, we're going to cheer. And when someone shares a flyer, we're going to cheer. We're going to celebrate acts of obedience. And to make this more accessible uh, to, to people who may not be so confident standing up here at the front and speaking into a microphone, we would love for you to share your acts of obedience uh, via written form as well. We have a King's Church mobile. The number should be on the screen behind me, which if you take down that number and you send a little message saying, my name is, and then please add me to the broadcast list, we can get in touch with you and you can send in your story of, I had a go, it went terribly, I'm crushed, I need a pastoral visit. Or you can say, I had a go, and the person suddenly asked me loads of questions, and I didn't know what to say, but I, I gave it my best shot and, uh, and said I'd come back to them at a later date. Whatever the story might be, we want to hear it. We don't want to neglect any of those. So please do that. Please uh, send us a little number there if you're, if you're looking in or you're part of us already, and that would be a wonderful thing. And, and my thought about that is not to give people an option so they don't have to come up the front, but I'd... I just thought that doing it this way around might, give, might be the start of the ball rolling for some. You know, you send a message in, your story gets read out on a Sunday, because you don't have to do the reading of it, and then maybe next time you think, do you know what, I've done it, I'm just going to take my story up there and I'm going to read it out. Maybe, maybe this is just your first step into sharing from up here, which, yeah, I understand, is, it can be scary um, at times. And so that's the second S, stories. We can't do this series without stories. We need your stories and sermons. We need the stories in there. So that's the second S. The next S is steps, not the 97 pop group, uh, five, six, seven, eight, for anyone of that generation, but take a step course is the name of the steps. And uh, we're all going to take this course together over the next seven weeks, and it's called Take a Step, uh, or summarized acronym TAS. Hey, Jimmy. And uh, this series is basically a series of videos produced by Relational Mission, uh, that's a sphere within the context of New Frontiers, a, a large group of churches that we're part of. And a guy called Mike Betts and his team designed this course to equip and upskill us as witnesses. So massive thanks to Relational Mission and, uh, and Mike Betts for all their hard work putting this together. He's also written a book called Everyone a Witness. It's bright pink and we've got some copies at the office. So if you want more information on that, a thorough reading of it, the subject, then you come and let us know. You can have one of those for free. And so Mike Betts put this series together, and, and it's, it's basically been shot during the pandemic. So it's a little while ago now. And so when you see those videos, some of them will be a little bit clunky, because they're, they're when people were learning how to do a video. Do you remember that? And you like smiled like you didn't know what to smile. Uh, 
You know, you just kind of have that awkward smile. Well, there's a few of those on there, so enjoy that. And also, they're a little bit out of date, so just, you know, bear with on those. But they're really good because they contain the keys to the, the sharp end of witnessing, the keys to taking a baby step in witnessing and becoming a better witness. And, uh, and again, I must emphasize, we're all able to do this. We're all able to take baby steps. I remember my children, as they went from babies, they rolled, and it was like, whoa, you rolled. Well, then they crawled, and we went, wow, and then so on and so forth. They traversed, sofa surfed, and then they could walk. And it's, it's the same. It's a gradual process. And that's what we're doing, a very gradual process. And the same is true with any new skill, isn't it? So when you work out, Ethan, like it's, you're pumping iron, right? The muscle tears, and then it regrows, and your muscles get bigger, don't they? Yeah, that's it. And then when, when you're like cooking a pot noodle, you, you, read the, you read the steps, don't you? Like step one, boil the kettle. Okay, I've done it. Pour it on. And now you have to wait. You have to wait so long. And then... But you follow the steps, that's my point. And if it's a, it might be a skill at school that you learn, like design tech, like woodwork, or it might be something that you work, learn at work, a new program, if that's your thing. You just take steps, little steps, in gradually learning more and more about it. And I know people do this with like Excel, and they get to a point where they're just an Excel hero and things, but it, it's, baby, it's baby steps. And that's what we're aiming to do. Take little steps every week to grow, encourage each other, and take Take another step after another step after another step. And so that's the series, sermons, stories, and steps. And how are we going to undertake all these steps, or sorry, all these S's? Well, we're going to preach, and we're going to tell stories. That's the first two. And so see if you can come for every one. See if you can come to every talk on this series. And we're going to do the steps as well. Now, this is a little bit more intricate. So the Take a Step videos and accompanying PDF will be sent via the King's Church mobile directly to your phone. So every week, you'll get a video. On one week, you'll get two. And, uh, and you can watch that video. And then the aim in that week is to take the step described in that video. And I'll give you a clue. One of them is really easy. It's smile. <laughs> That's the step. That's how easy these steps are. They're not daunting at all. They just say, smile at people. OK, easy step. So. Those steps videos will come to your phone, and, uh, and that's a really important part. The second really important part of the steps is accountability, gentle accountability. It's not a heavy thing, but a healthy thing. It's a check-in with someone every week uh, saying, how did you get on? So, so on, in, if you're in a life group, you'll probably get a message from your life group every week, roughly the same day or same time, saying, hey, how did you get on this week? And I have to say that the it's absolutely fine to write back into that group or with whoever you're accountable to, nothing really happened this week, that's okay, how did you get on? Or, now nah, nothing from me, what about you? That's totally fine to respond like that. Be released from any condemnation or any conviction that I have to produce something by next, no, it's fine. You can just say, no, nothing came along. But let me tell you, when we did these pilot tests of this Take a Step course with a, few, a couple little groups, over the last couple of years, the accountability was probably the most fruitful thing because you knew that every Wednesday or every whatever day, you were going to be asked, how did it go? And so suddenly your awareness of, oh, someone is going to ask me, did I have any encounters? Gosh, I need to think about that or, or pray and ask God to produce or bring along somebody perhaps for me to speak to or witness to. Well, it's not, again, it's not a heavy thing, but it's just an awareness thing. It's just something that we found really, really helpful. So 
The videos, the accountability aspect will be really important. And if, you, if you're not in a life group yet, if you're on the journey towards that, then let me encourage you to get alongside someone or just ask somebody else, would you be my accountability partner for the next seven weeks? I'd really love to do this. I really want to take the steps and I want to, to do that. Well, just, just begin that journey with someone. It will help you build a relationship, but it also helps us all do this as one. And so that's what we're going to do and how we're going to go about it. But the next question is, well, why? <laughs> Such an important question. Why is it important to do everyone a witness as a series? Well, the series is all about being together on a mission as a family. And it represents one of the six values um, that I preached last year in the Church's Family series. And, uh, and we're looking to preach through all of those values over a projected period of time, about two years. And so this is the mission value that we hold. It's important to us. It's part of our DNA. It always has been as a church. And we want to see God's kingdom advance. We want to see numbers of people uh, saved and added. We want to see people grow in maturity. And as we, as we lead people to believe and respond to Jesus, uh, we, want to, we want to grow in how we disciple uh, people. My dream is that everyone here would be able to disciple someone. Someone and not just that, but everyone here would be able to lead someone to Christ across the line of faith and disciple them and teach them to do everything they do, including being a witness. And so we're on this mission together, and we've been given the mission by Jesus, as we know. It says in Matthew 28, 16 to 20, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so God the Father has given his Son Jesus all authority, and he with authority, Jesus gives the command to his disciples and go, us, go and call others to commit to making Jesus their master, their Lord over every inch of their life. Not pick and mix, not buffet style faith, a complete blanket of Jesus across their life, submitting to him as Lord of all. And then he clarifies the process. He says, okay, so call them, baptize them on profession of their faith, death, his burial, his resurrection. We are new creations, us who have put our faith in him. It says in, in the scripture, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And then shortly after saying that in Corinthians, it says this, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It's amazing. It's the gospel in a sentence from Paul there, the apostle. So God makes this appeal through us to not yet believers, through you and me, and this is our ministry as ambassadors. Then he describes that gospel in the end there. And so this, uh, this might seem daunting to some, but I just want to give you one more example of how casual you can be about this. Sophie and I went to lunch after last week's meeting uh, down in Croydon, and we met some of her, her old school friends. And they said, they knew we'd been at church because we told them we were going, and then we'd join them for after lunch. They said, how was church? And using words, we told them 
<laughs> words rather than mime, <laughs> like we normally do. <laughs> Silly, isn't it? But using words, we said to them, well, you know, we celebrated God bringing a baby to be born who we prayed for for eight years, and that was pretty amazing. And then we said, oh, we heard that someone in the car's car just died and gave up on them, and someone else in the, car, in the church went with them to find a new car, and then not only that, they gave them their car to, to use until their new car was ready. And, and also the other day, not this week, but the week before, we heard from a guy who had, was born again, and he, he was saved, to which one of Sophie's friends picked their ears up and went, saved from what? <laughs> that was the moment. My radar went, ding, aha, I know what to do now. <laughs> Funny you should say that, let me tell you. So I did in brief. And that's words, right? That's pretty easy. We just talked about what we'd seen and what we heard. Everyone can do that. When you get to work tomorrow, they go, how was your weekend? You go, well, you'll never guess. We were at church yesterday. Didn't have any musicians or worship people. So people from the, the congregation just spontaneously started singing. Amazing. You can share that. It's what you saw and heard. You could say, well, I was at church yesterday, and a great couple from our church, they, they talked about how they, they prayed that Jesus would heal someone that they know and have loved for a long time. And they were healed. Just let it lie. Don't, you don't have to do anything after that. You just wait. They're either going to be a person of peace who responds and goes, oh, what is that all about? Or they won't. But it's not up to us to provoke, to, pr to prompt that response. It's either going to land or it's not, like the lady in... Juicens. Now, we get the opportunity to use words. We also get the opportunity to use work. So serving others, like we do at Food Bank and CMA. And well done, Judy. She's taken on CMA from Neil. Well done, Neil, for doing it for that long. And they're visual demonstrations. And it doesn't have to be one of these formal groups. You can, you can serve someone by making them a cup of tea at work. You use works in that way. And again, you're not earning the right to do anything particular. You're just demonstrating your love for them. You can tell people using words and works that you're going to go for a walk with someone from church. And we had that example lately in Life Group, an excellent example. And so wonders will come to later in the sermon, uh, sermon series because that is a little bit more challenging for us, perhaps. But we've already had a great example today of that. But words, works, and wonders um, are our ways of witnessing. And so we've been told, we've been told to go and call people to become disciples. We've been given the process, baptize and teach them, etc. And, and all, that, all that doing would seem pretty heavy if we had to do it on our own. If you, if you were told you have to do this by your human effort, well, praise God, he sent his Holy Spirit to partner with us in our witnessing. And so it's important that we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is a fundamental part of us as a church, a DNA part of us, where we believe that you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We baptize in water and in the Holy Spirit. And if you're sat there going, well, I don't know if I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, don't just sit there wondering. Tell someone from Kings. Tell someone from the family. I don't know if I have, and, and could you help me? And we'll give you the theolog theological foundation for why we believe that and what we've seen and experienced as a result of people being baptized in the Spirit, because it is phenomenal. You're given the power to go and be witnesses. It's exactly what Jesus said would happen. So praise God. You don't have to do any of this on your own. You can partner with the Holy Spirit in and on the mission for his glory 
And that's why it's important. It's for his glory. We're not trying to get brownie points. We're not trying to be works-based. No, it's all for him and with him and to him. Now, why are we doing it now? Well, just in brief, Matthew 9, 37 to 38. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, said Jesus. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. The same is still true today as it was when Jesus said those very words. The harvest out there is plentiful, and post-pandemic and with what's going on in the world these days, many people are searching. We might live in a bit of denial that no one wants to hear what we've got to say, but the truth is many are searching. Many people are open. We just need to be equipped and courageous to step out and do this. And Jesus instructs his disciples to pray for laborers to be sent. And so we're going to pray for that. Pray for yourself. Pray for those around you that we would go out. And it's, it's also a timely thing for us to do this series because at the end of the term, we've got a carol service. We've got Adrian Holloway coming to speak and share the gospel again. The easiest invite you will have all year. I've already invited the person who bought our flat in Catrum, and she said she'll come. I mean, it was because it was a carol service, and, and it's the most inoffensive, uh, lovely moment to come and hear the wonderful truth of the gospel. And so that's why it's timely for us to do this now. And we want a full room on that day, but more than that, we want thousands of people across this area, the nation, and the nations to be saved. And so we're going to pray very shortly. But before we do, let me answer one last question for you. Where do I start? Well, firstly, I just want to say I understand that, that some people might be sat there quietly cringing <laughs> because you're thinking, he's funny, but I don't want to do this. <laughs> and you're thinking, I don't want to be a witness. I want to be like that show on the BBC. I want to be silent witness. I just want to be there, not doing anything. And actually, just want you to relax. I really want to relax. I want to impart to you, if I may, God's grace to you, his unmerited favor, because he can't love you any more than he does right now, and he can't love you any less than he does right now. And you were never holding God up, so you can never let God down. Just want to say that to you and release you if you're, if you're feeling that as a heaviness but let me prompt you, because rather than retreating from this series and this whole thing and pulling up the drawbridge and withdrawing, I want to encourage you to perceive it as an invitation, an invitation and a challenge from Jesus. The invitation is to, to come with him by the Spirit and let him work in you in this area in your life and to work through you as well. That's the invitation. But the challenge is to take those baby steps towards growing as a witness. And so that's our first step. That's where we start, coming to Jesus and saying, you know me, help me. <laughs> I want to do this. I want to accept the invitation, and I want you to help me with the challenge. So that's what we do before we even get out the door. But that's a really important part of it, to be frank, that to start with coming to Jesus and knowing your identity. If your faith is in Jesus today, if you're born again, then you know, you probably know it in your head, but sometimes it's difficult to carry the truth of your true identity fully in your heart. And this is why we do things like Freedom in Christ, it's the course, because it's so helpful at re-establishing or first time establishing these. And let me just give you three hits, three truths. Um, hits, I'm still tracking with steps, sorry about that. Um, three truths about your identity. Just to remind you, I know you already know it, but you are accepted. 
You've been chosen by God and adopted as his child. You are secure. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. You are significant. You have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. You have. Not to mention that because of Jesus' work on the cross and his glorious resurrection, you are justified. You are forgiven. You're God's child. You're a new creation. Accepted. United with God. God's temple. Chosen. Alive. Dead to sin. God's workmanship. Adopted as the apple of his eye. Not ashamed. Citizen of heaven. You are his own possession. Can we get a little bit excited about that? That'd be great. Glory to him. (laughs) And uh, I just want you to remember that. Because it's right. It's true. Believers are these are identified by those things. And this could be true of your best mate. Those things could be true of your colleague, that annoying person who talks over you at work, your classmates, your family members, your friends, even your enemies. That could be true of them one day. And the thing about identity is if you're, if you're going to claim an identity, you kind of got to wear it. Now, when Sophie came home the other day and I was writing this on the computer... I don't think she was expecting to find me wearing a crown. But I was, because I was writing this sermon remembering my identity. Who am I in Christ? I'm telling these people things, but I need to believe it as well. And I've given some of our young ones these to, to, to write on today. Maybe Alice has got hers, I don't know. Uh, or maybe Rose or Mala. Yeah, come Mala, come, look. You can, you can applaud Mala if you want. Oh, no, she's not going to come. But anyway, yeah, you can applaud them if you see them around. But they've got some of these, and they've got names on them that say loved, accepted. Do you want to show me, Evelyn? Do you want to show me, guys? Yeah. Very quickly. That'd be great. Come and show us. Come, come. You can give them a round of applause. Come on, come. Come, come. Just really, it's just a really quick thing. Oh, look. These guys, they've just been doing them. I mean, mine looks bland now, which I'm less... This is true, though. You're accepted. You know, this is really true. This is great. God is love. Yeah, you are loved. There you go. I'm going to put one on you too, Rose. Sorry about this. You are. Oh, hi. You are secure. Amazing. There you go. There's loved. Alice, well done. Amazing. Give her a round of applause. Thank you so much. You may go back if you'd like to. Well done, Alice. The thing is, you've got to wear it. And I don't care if you're five or 55 or above or below, you've got to wear it. Because if you're going to be a witness, you've got to wear it. I just made that up. That's great. If you're going to be a witness, you've got to wear it. That's the reality. You need to be aware of this as you go out into the world. I'm just going to keep this on. And it could become true for someone new here today. If you're here today and you're like, I don't know God, I'm not a believer, I don't think I'm born again, which means you're probably not born again. You can do that today. Just come and speak to me afterwards. If you, want to, if you want to take that step and put your faith in Jesus, respond to him, let me know. You could be on the up escalator rather than the down. Now, we're coming back to the beginning because we're going we're gonna to finish up now because we're a little bit over time. But that's where we're going this term. Sermon story steps. Witnesses who use words, works, and wonders. Lots of things easy to remember. And the best place you start is as a child of God, calling out on your Father to send you, equip you, use you for his glory. And so we're going to do that as we go. We're going to start with praying. We're going to start with asking God, come, start with us. And because we, have, we are a little bit short on time there, and I, I didn't let you talk to each other earlier on, and I want to make time for that. So 
Let's just pray collectively, shall we? And then we'll finish, okay? Father, we pray, and we ask you to come by your Holy Spirit, empower us as a church family to have confidence in our identity in Christ. We are loved, we are accepted, we are secure, we are significant, and we want to be obedient to you in this. Empower us to be witnesses by your Holy Spirit, and show us this wonderful vision in our own mind of leading that person that we've been thinking about to you, Jesus, and asking them if they'd like to give their life to you. Help that, let that be the motivation for us as we step out into this journey, taking little steps, that we would see you do the wonderful work of salvation because it belongs to you. And we want to see hundreds added in as everyone becomes a witness. Help us use words, works, and let's see some more wonders like we heard about earlier on. We pray, fill us with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to finish there, Rachel, with your permission. Yes. <laughs> okay. Teas and coffees over there. Do please stay around. If you'd like prayer for anything, healing, being filled with the Spirit, salvation, anything like that, everything, come and see us up here. We'll pray for you. Bless you guys. We love you. See you.